you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Uh, what's good, everybody? Back with you again on El Huddle. Glad you are with us. Glad to be with my hermana, as always, MJ Acosta Ruiz. I'm Will Selva. So much to dive into. In fact, MJ, you and I have not really talked about Christmas at all. <laughs> and right now we are knee deep in Christmas shopping, into wrapping, all these sorts of things, watching Christmas movies. I saw a tweet from Packers running back A.J. Dillon where he had said, Let's debate Polar Express is not in the top three Christmas movies. <laughs> then he rattled off Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, uh -huh. The uh -huh. Santa Claus. I don't yes. know where you stand on his list, but I agree with are that. Are you list. a big Christmas movie watcher? Huge Christmas movie watcher. I okay. just introduced my husband to The Santa Claus. Um, mm -hmm. We just watched it last weekend. It's phenomenal. I, I, I was obsessed with that movie growing up obsessed with that movie Tim Allen is hilarious in it um it's yes good. Christmas Vacation it's all part of the experience yes it has mm -hmm. to be on there Home Alone for sure I think it's a good list I think it's a good top three A Christmas Story I think has to be within the top five I personally really like it but um, MJ why is it that the parents are so negligent that they don't so look after their kids don't have yeah. a relationship with, with their kids why it was the era, I think. It was sort of like, <laughs> hey, go up there. Muppets Christmas. Uh, bring her in here for from our producer, Aaron Kaufman. Um, yeah. How about overrated yeah, movies? I like it. Overrated movies. Christmas. Yeah, I don't know that anything can be overrated when it comes Christmas to Christmas. Because it's so specific. Um, I don't think it's overrated. I like it. It's a class. It's given us so many pop culture moments. Um, it's things a that we still life. reference today. God, that's depressing. Um why is it called it's a wonderful life because the whole movie is very dark it really is and i don't know if it's the black and white thing that just grinch has to be i mean sleep yeah how well, the grinch the stole christmas the jim carrey version is, is specifically. awful it's it's what? it's awful it's terrible well, you liked it stop really? it no what are you talking about not good not good <gasps> what Bad. makes it not good i i i'm flabbergasted i i, I just no, I entirely watch. what are you that's one of the best I, I, performances no, ever. No. And I like Jim Carrey. I mean, there's a lot of people that find him polarizing, but I like his his comedic talent and what he brings to the screen. I just didn't think that he uh, brought it enough for me what? for the Grinch. I feel like that's one of his too best long, movies ever. a little too plotting. No, no, no. So good. So good. Well, we have to agree to disagree on that one. Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. There's so many quotable <laughs> moments in that movie. It's so good. So good. Not wow, there. Will. Not there. Um, I was not expecting that from you. I'm very. I know. We have a first little disagreement <laughs> on the podcast. What are we gonna tell? It's a growing moment for us, for <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Well, when I watch or see your social media, 
your Instagram, I always tell you this, that I live vicariously through you I'm because tired, you well. do a lot of <laughs> cool experiences. Yeah, Lots it's of them. pretty cool this week. It is fun. And so like, that's what I remind myself because sometimes I look at the calendar. I'm like, how is there something every single night? I don't, I want, I don't want to do things. Sometimes I just want to see it. Most of the time, I just want to be at home. But, yeah, but when you end up when I'm there, though, you like I'm always it. Happy. And then there are things that I'm, I've circled four times, right? Like on my uh-huh. calendar that absolutely I can't wait to get there. And earlier this week was one of them because ABC was celebrating the 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast. So they've done this 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 play re, um, remake of it, not remake, but sort of honoring it. Uh, her mm-hmm. plays Belle. Uh, Martin Short is uh, Lumiere. Uh, Shania Twain is Mrs. Potts. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Um, so we went to this event. Um, uh, Joy and I went to this event, and the first person I see is Rita Moreno. Oh, wow, she's the best. I in mean, my tracks. I mean, she's an icon. She's absolute an icon in our house. Icon. For sure. Oh my God. So the whole night I'm like, what do I do? When do I talk to her? Like, do I do this? And I don't really get starstruck like that, but she is definitely one of those um, who, who it doesn't even matter. Put your pride aside. Like, so towards the end of the evening, she's like waiting, um, you know, towards the door to go out. I'm like, I this is it. Like, I have to go shoot my shot. She could not be more like fabulous, even in like a casual setting. She's just sat, sitting there with like a glass. She seems like it. Glass of Chardonnay in her hand. And I was like, okay, this is it. So I go over. I The most awkward. Why am I this way? I was so awkward, Will. I'm like, hi, Rita. Oh, my God. Huge fan. You interview and athletes all the time. I, Hall of Famers. I've interviewed like mega yeah. stars. J-Lo, Shakira. It's crazy. So this one got you then. Rita got me. So I go over and I'm talking to her. And the first words that come out of my mouth. I'm not proud. I'm like, <laughs> so my husband's Puerto Rican. <laughs> 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 she goes, good for you sweetie and i was like oh my god what is that what the hell like what am i saying right now and i'm like uh, so then and she could not have been more gracious and she's like so what do you do i was like what do i what do i do i'm like well you wouldn't know it by this interaction but actually right I actually talk for a living mm-hmm. um not giving you my best stuff right now though so I told her about uh, NFL and being the first uh, Latina to host, and she she mm-hmm. could not have been um, more kind to me in my in my stupor. I was I looked ridiculous, and Joy's like, no, 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 it was fine. But I had already told Joy like, hey, have your camera ready because I'm asking for a picture. Like, you got to come in, right? Get the photo. <laughs> yes, um, document so she it. Gets, she gets the picture. I was like, let me get out of here before I embarrass myself any longer. But she's she's definitely one of those you know Latina icons that. Um, made such a huge mark um for me anyway growing up and just watching her till this day she's 91 and looks fabulous i'm convinced that like latinas just don't age so i'm really hoping that that's my trajectory uh, that line. will definitely be your trajectory and she's i amazing. just know that for my parents they loved rita moreno and everything that she's been in and she still mm-hmm. continues to act still to this day yep and She's an absolute hero, absolute hero. And I yeah. bet if you asked her what she thought of the Jim Carrey Grinch Christmas movie, stop it. She would, she would love it. She would be on my How side. How very dare you? You know she loved that movie. She no, no, no way. Um, but she'd be somebody great to have on this podcast. Can you with imagine? Us. I would. Yes, die. that would be redemption awesome. for me. Maybe less awkward if we uh, could get Rita on the podcast. That'd be great. Uh, let's see, Booker's. I ruined, I ruined it. I shot my shot and I ruined it with freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. 
Uh, I don't know if you're going to like some of these headlines, but we're oh, going to dive in anyway, MJ. Let's do it. Breaking news. Noticieros just in. Este breve. All right. As we know, a season to forget for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. This week alone, Kyler Murray tears his ACL. Then we learn that GM Steve Keim takes an indefinite health-related leave of absence. First off, just want to say speedy recovery for Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and for whatever the issue is for Steve Kime yeah. and his family. We hope it gets resolved for him. For sure. That's first and foremost. Everybody's health is always top of mind. Um, but it has been just a tumultuous season for the Cardinals. I think especially after the way it started with all of the, um, let's call it unrest um, around Kyler Murray and all the, the rumors. And then there was the homework clause and then there was the contract and then he did get paid. And it has just it it hasn't stopped um, for this squad. And I, I don't know what's coming down the pipeline, but this is not good foreshadowing uh, for this Cardinal scene. No, not at all. And remember, the assistant coach was fired. And mm-hmm. all of this documented in front of the cameras of HBO Hard Knocks in right. season. And I do think that the franchise right now is at a crossroads. Yes, sure. they did give extensions to Kime and a Cliff Kingsbury. And Kyler obviously got his big contract, but he is going to miss a majority of next season as well. Oof. Then you question whether he actually is schematically a fit for the offense that Cliff Kingsbury runs. And if the best is being maximized from Kyler Murray. So this is going to be a very critical offseason for this franchise. We'll see yeah. what happens with Steve Kime and also see what happens with Cliff Kingsbury. And if they decide to move on either way, though, they would have a hefty buyout to pay to him. Uh, The Cardinals, obviously, they faced the Niners in Mexico City recently. You were there to witness it. And it sounds like we'll have to wait a little while longer for the next game south of the border. Estadio Azteca will undergo renovations for the World Cup. So there will likely be not one but two games in Munich next season. And this is a bummer to our friends in Mexico, MJ, because you were there. You witnessed it. It was such a cool experience. I mean, just the atmosphere there, I've told you before, is as close to a championship atmosphere as you'll get in the middle yeah. of the season. Um, it, it It's just an electric city. And the NFL fans there um, are true NFL fans. They're not just fans of the league and of, uh, you know, having American football there. They know these teams. They know these players really well. Um, you know, they had to take a break because of the pandemic, of course. So having it back this year was it was a celebration. And that's what it felt like, like you were walking into a party celebrating the game there. So, you know what? I'm expecting that once they once they finish the renovations. So, you know what? That that game, sign me up for that, Will. We all got to go. Still, one of the lasting <laughs> images for me is Kittle getting serenaded to, ay, 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 you know, and he's there. You mean like, Jorge? <laughs> yeah, Jorge Kittle. Yes, I forgot. My bad. Um, I think my mom now thinks that Kittle is Latino. I don't know. Oh, my God, it's, mom. <laughs> it's 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 We've taken too a bad a little it's yeah. it's too bad but uh hopefully it returns sooner rather than later to mexico yeah. city because they certainly know how to put on a game and to make it a great experience now before that game you went to colorado springs Ugh. where we had talked about bundling up and how cold it was the team was getting used to the 
uh, altitude there, but you also had to get used to not only the altitude, but the weather. And it sounds like the weather in Buffalo, once again, is going to be a storyline as frigid temps await the Dolphins Saturday night on NFL Network. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel seen strutting around practice wearing a I wish it were colder shirt. And McDaniel saying he'll personally do zero monitoring of the Buffalo weather. What is your take to his approach? Because I see that you've got your head in your hands, shaking your head. We're coming off back-to-back losses. I, I need Mike to just do less right now. Do less, focus on the scheme, focus on make. I'm I'm not opposed to the heat lamps at all. Not opposed to the heat lamps. Wouldn't well, the heat lamps sure when it's 55 are... degrees at some stadium. It was cold, stadium? Will. I was there. It was cold. People wearing puff jackets. They had beanies on. I was looking for hand warmers. Now, to be fair, I'm soft. I'm always cold. But mm. it was cold. Not mm. buffalo cold. But mm-hmm. regardless, regardless, I'm not mad at a heat lamp. Fine. Do what you got to do. I think it's self-preservation. Maybe chestnut checkers. However, I can't get away from the fact that I remember being at this week three showdown in Miami Gardens and looking at the thermostat that they have on the field in Miami and it said 120 degrees. So it will literally be almost 100 degrees, 100 degrees colder dang near on Saturday. But you can't think of it that way. I was just on a podcast with uh, Jonathan Zasso, who's who's a local um, radio host, fantastic guy in, in Miami. And he was saying, do people forget that the Dolphins play in cold weather every year? Like, this isn't the first time they've ever been in a, in a cold weather game in their entire lives. Like, relax. True. True. Relax, everybody. They do it several times a year. Remember, they it's play just New that York, they play New England, now. like, they play Buffalo every year. I, I hear you, but it's just, it's the first time that they're doing it now with Tua entrenched as their starter and how he's going to respond, especially given the two games they just had. And also they have Mike McDaniel as a rookie head coach himself. I just think the advantage that Buffalo has, they know that they have it. And this is a game that Tua is going to feel a little bit of the pressure because mm-hmm. this is what the Dolphins and Dolphins fans want to see. This franchise guy that could win on the road in the elements in December in Buffalo. For Buffalo, Mm -hmm. this is a clear home field advantage. That's the reason why they're going to have a new state-of-the-art stadium with no roof. Because they know what it's going uh, going to mean for them, right? Which is going to mean a lot. Now, for me, I would like to see the Dolphins run the ball at the Bills. That's one thing that absolutely left me flummoxed at how the Dolphins could abandon the run against a bad run defense with the Chargers. It's like they completely abandoned it. And then what ended up happening is the corners were pressing up on Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And then they clogged up the middle of the field. And Tua really relies on the timing, getting the ball out quickly. And that totally threw everything off. So you add weather on top of that, too. Uh, McDaniel, run the ball. Look, the weather is, of course, a factor. 
You can't discount that. Every team uses that to their advantage. Why do you think that the visitor side of the field in Miami is the side where the sun directly hits? None of these things are by coincidence. It's the same thing that Buffalo does. Every Mm -hmm. team uses what they have to their advantage. That's why it's called home field advantage. My bigger issue, and I'll say it right now, I'm not Mm -hmm. concerned about Tua's ability. We know what he has, but he's got to shake this off. Like whatever's been happening the last couple of weeks, I could understand it getting the yips maybe against the 49ers defense. Fair enough. But you got to shake it off, especially when you stayed on the West Coast the whole Mm -hmm. week. They didn't even fly back to Miami, which I thought was exactly the right thing to do. But come on, man. That's it. Like this is this is the point where the rubber meets the road. I Mm -hmm. fully expect him to do so, especially against the Bills. The rest of the of the schedule is not going to be easy for them. They have New England again. They have the Jets again. Neither one of these teams can be discounted. And Green Bay. In cold weather, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> at New England. So, mm-hmm. look, there's, there's a lot to be said about how they've played the last two weeks. I do not believe what we've seen the last two weeks is who this Dolphins team is this year. And so they've got to show that. And they've got to put that out on the field in prime time on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's literally no other option. It's going to be, it's going to be a physical game. They have to be physical. The defense has to be as physical as they've ever been. And they got to run the ball. That's been the one. I agree with you entirely on that. What happened to the run game? Mike McDaniel was no in sense. charge of the run game in San Francisco. Let them right. all the way to a Super Bowl right. in doing so. Bring that back. Right. And you got right. Raheem there. You got Jeff Wilson Jr. Like what is happening? So we can ask all these questions all we want. Obviously, we're not going to get a clear answer, but I want the answer on Saturday on the field. I do think that the Bills want to answer all the critics who say this offense isn't built to win a Super Bowl now. Uh, We saw what Josh Allen means to this offense, and Sean McDermott had said that his elbow is getting better week to week, which... Mm -hmm. We seem to forget that he did suffer an elbow yeah. injury. Uh, he's still out there week to week, but just see Josh Allen maybe on those third and longs. Just dump it off. That's okay. You don't have to go for the home run ball. You don't have to go for the deep bomb. Just just yeah. dump it off. That's okay. You know, just extend those drives a little bit. It, it, it's just it's so hard because he's such a singular, unique talent that you don't want to rein him in too much because Mm -hmm. then he's not the same guy that we see that we love that we admire as a quarterback but at the same time just it's okay to know your limitations and it's okay if ken dorsey puts his arm around him and says, you know what josh it's right every once in a while you know you see singletary there in the flat throw it to him nothing wrong with that easily can get a first down so that's a biggie Another storyline from the division comes from the <laughs> Jets, where Zach Wilson is now one, count him one snap away from playing as he was elevated as the backup to Mike White, who, oh, by the way, is dealing with a rib injury. Oh, my God. Wilson. Yeah. Well, he took a beating back there. And Wilson's saying he's frustrated by the benching, but has not lost confidence in himself. Of course, the Jets hosting the Lions in a game with major playoff implications for both of them. I think whoever wins this goes to the playoffs. What's your feeling on this? Um, First of all, all the credit and props to Mike White for the the way he played that game. You could could see that he was in pain. 
-hmm. And he went out there and, and, and battled for his team. I mean, literally the definition of battle tested when it comes to football here. I really liked seeing that from him. I think we've known that Mike White is really gritty. His teammates like to see that too. Of course. Of they course love they him. do. Um, but but this look, the Lions are, are are rolling right now. They are. And the Jets are literally beat up at the moment, coming off back to back losses as well. Um, this'll be this'll be a good I love the fact that the Lions offense can put up so many points. I mean, they've got to be they're they're the top five scoring offense right now in the league going up against this third total defense. Yeah, this is gonna to be good. This is gonna be good, but but I'm I'm concerned for all the injuries on the Jets side here. Um, it's kind of wild because I don't think at the beginning of the season we would have looked at this matchup and said playoff implications. No, right? no, not at all. <laughs> That's what makes this so great. Quinn yeah. Williams. He's iffy as well, so we'll have to monitor his situation going into this one. Mm -hmm. But with Mike White, you know, I don't know if you have those folding chairs that you can wear like backpacks. And sometimes when you try <laughs> yeah. to fold them, it's really chairs, hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like Matt Milano really was able to fold oh my God. Mike White like a lawn chair. It was so bad. And it was so painful but it's something that gained admiration in that locker room. Yet another indication of how much they like him. Hopefully, Zach Wilson has been able to sit back, watch, learn to take accountability because that's what Robert Sala said. And mm -hmm. now, let's keep in mind, this is no slam dunk that Mike White right. is going to be healthy to play. I believe that he's going to gut it out anyway. I think so, yeah. But he's literally just one play away, one hit away from having Zach Wilson come in because, again, yeah. not too long ago, he was the number two overall pick, and Robert Sala still has to develop him, still Correct. has to coach him up. Uh, this obviously just means that Joe Flacco is already retired or he's going to be eating a hot dog in the stands and watching like everybody else or you know, bundling up yeah. and already thinking about uh, golf. This is this is a big thing. And this is also a big thing for the Lions who have all this momentum. Remember, they could have beaten the Bills on Thanksgiving. And this is an offense that's running the play action extremely well. Love how they have dealt with the running game. Amon St. Uh, Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown has been great, able to get separation on guys. You can move them all over the place. Uh, he's on the Kittle Skittles fantasy football team. So that's really important. <laughs> that's great. Uh, the, the defense, though, for the Lions has actually gotten better than what it was at the beginning of the season. So I do think this is a game that's so big for both of them. Both of these teams, the nine seed in their respective conferences, right on the bubble mm -hmm. as we look ahead to the playoff picture. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that one. Uh, the Cowboys, it seems that they can wait for OBJ when it comes right. to any sort of decision on him. They just say, stand by. I say they, I mean, right. Jerry Jones, stand by, which is a great TV term that we use, stand by, efforting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they did sign a wide receiver, but not OBJ. Not they signed T.Y. Hilton. So maybe there's a chance that we see him Sunday against the Jags. I feel bad for our colleague, Jane Slater, who has to be on standby yeah. for this. Uh, yeah. For her sake, I hope that either way, 
the news comes down so that way she could be released free from having to do any OBJ sightings or reportings. It was an interesting, I, I think we got caught up, right? And this is what we were talking about a couple um, podcasts ago, Will, sort of like the big shiny toy, right? All of the fanfare, all the social media interactions, uh, OBJ courtside at the Mavs game with the Cowboys player, Jerry Jones saying things yeah. at the conferences at the end of the day. This is a business decision, not a how many likes can I get on Instagram decision, right? So they are going to look at every aspect of it. OBJ's, you know, physical aspect of this clearly not ready otherwise the cowboys would have signed on the dotted line already Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're not going to sign somebody who's not going to be an immediate impact let's be serious this is the stretch of the season we're talking post now Mm -hmm. you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Well, are you a little concerned about the Jaguars and how they're coming into this game, given given the struggles that the Cowboys faced in that narrow win over the Texans, and then how they play the year before that or the uh, week before that against the Colts and having to explode for over 30 points in the fourth quarter? Be a little concerned mm. that this could be a game that they overlook because they're no, looking ahead. I think their trap game was last week, <laughs> and they so managed they to, to squeak out a, a, a W. Yeah, and yeah. you know, there's there's a lot to be said about ball protection. But we were having this conversation with Kurt Warner on Total Access, and he's like, "I'm not that concerned about Dak throwing a couple of picks because I need I, at least I know he's out there trying to make a big play." And in his overall repertoire of work, I know that's not who he is. So I, I also believe in this and he's offense. He's right about that. He doesn't throw a lot of yes. interceptions. No, I, I believe in this offense. I believe in, in that Dallas defense for sure. I think they should be able to stop. But again, look, everybody's gassed. This is week 15. Yeah, it is a long ass season. Okay, and we added an extra week last year. True, it's it's a lot. So I think that's what you're trying you're starting to see from a lot of these teams. People are getting hurt. Guys, look, I've had players tell me this time and time again through my years as a reporter going into locker room availability. Nobody's 100 percent. Okay, like everybody's feeling something. You're sore all the time. No amount of hypervolt or ice baths or tiger balm is going to help you at week 15 in the NFL. Okay. It's just too physical of a game. It's too hard of a game for you to not feel it 15 weeks in. Um, and so that gives you a little context on, on to what, to what these guys go through every week, getting ready to play, especially short weeks. We got Thursday games. We got Saturday games. We got holiday games. It's a lot. So you start to see that wear and tear, especially at this point in the year, right before the holidays. 
However, you still got to win the games that you're quote unquote supposed to win on the schedule. Last week, they almost dropped one. I think that was a big wake up call um, for for that Dallas team. I I can't imagine that they're going to go into this one um, lowballing anybody. So, yeah, hopefully they learn their lessons. I think the turnovers by Dak Prescott came at inopportune times. And you right. can afford to do it against teams like the Colts and the Texans, sure. but not as you get into the postseason. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Dak is pressing at this point in time because right. the pass protection isn't particularly great. They are hopefully going to have Tyron Smith, who I mentioned before, mm. is a really it's big huge. acquisition for them, if you will, just to have him back on that O-line. They just lost one of their O-linemen out for the year. So having him potentially back, I think is going to help out and keep relying on that run game with Pollard and Zeke Elliott. They are running on all cylinders. And I think, is it running or clicking on all cylinders? Either way, I you know what know I'm trying to say. Anymore. I mean, it is like a, <laughs> it is like a, ha- that's a, a car that's just absolutely humming. Just, just rely a little bit more on that. And we'll see that Jaguars team's got Trevor Lawrence, who's looking like the number one overall pick. He's over his last five Mm -hmm. games, throwing 10 touchdowns, completed over 70% of his passes. So I don't know. I I do think the Cowboys learned something, but let's not discount the Jaguars here. A lot of news today, but also a lot of tea. Let's get into some cheese, (gasps) mate. All right, Will. So the Eagles and Cowboys don't play until Christmas Eve. What a gift. What a yes, gift for thank all of you. us. But there's already a lot of hype for it. Compliments of one Micah Parsons who went on Von Miller's podcast and questioned Jalen Hurts' success, saying that it's the system and the team, not so much Jalen. Now, Hurts mm-hmm. declined to go into it. <laughs> So did Nick Sirianni. Uh, but Jordan Mailata said, we're facing the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago <laughs> Micah Parsons. I, that's a great response. Look, awesome so way to, to put it. Awesome way to, to put it in context. He was asked, like, you know, there's MVP chance for Jalen Hurts. Like, is he? Isn't he? Um, I, I don't know that anyone who's talking about their division rival would be like, yeah, the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was him hating necessarily. Bika was maybe a little bit of shade, just a, a little competitive players shade. throwing shade right. at the right. other team, at the Who offense. <laughs> uh, but do, do you think he has a point there, Will? Or come on. I think, I think, yeah, let's get a little real with this because Jalen Hurts has been showing pinpoint accuracy, ball placement, good decision-making, powerful runner that's tough to bring down that's all been on him he hasn't mm-hmm. had a bad mm-hmm. game even right. the one loss that they had against the commanders it was because he wasn't on the field for a majority of it yep. so if you look at his body of work i think he's done a phenomenal job where we've seen him grow as a passer and as we've mentioned it on this podcast before he can beat you from the pocket or he can beat you out in the open field and all the complement of weapons that he has, he's using them. Now, I'll say this. He's in a great situation. He's 100%. got guys like Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown and Miles Sanders, etc. A great defense as well on the other side. That helps out. Patrick Mahomes 
when he played with Kansas City and he took over the reins from Alex Smith, he took over a good team. That mm-hmm. definitely mattered, but you still have to make the plays. You Correct. still have to go out there. And we talked about it with the um, situation unfolding with the Jets. You got to have accountability and a guy who's a leader. And that's exactly what Hurt says. Of course, that Micah Parsons is going to give this little jab. And I love, I absolutely love how Nick Sirianni is like, no, we're concentrating on the Bears. Yeah, 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 whatever. As soon as it comes up, they're totally going to be reveling in this. They're totally going to be talking about and saying, let's go. Let's go after Micah Parsons and let's run the ball at him. Because remember last time these two teams face each other, they totally neutralized Micah Parsons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> know what? I can't win. wait to see. Um, look, I love Micah Parsons. I think he is one of the most talented players we have in the league period, end of sentence. Yep. Um, but I love a rivalry even more just because I get to be petty betty. I have I have been rooting for Jalen Hurts since he entered this league when the Eagles were not doing well. And I think one of the things that impresses me the most off the field from Jalen Hurts, because what he does in the field of play stands on its own, mm-hmm. is the way that he manages the media, the way that he's managed the criticism, the way that he leads... And he doesn't have to say much. I mean, at the beginning of the season, when they were really rolling, he said, no, no, no. People weren't talking about us when we were playing like crap. Don't talk about us now. So mm-hmm. I can't wait for the interview to come up in a couple weeks, you know, when they yeah. win a couple more games. And for Jalen to say something like, oh, no, it's the team. It's the system. It's not. <laughs> he's going to give You know, he's going to give us like a slick, just one line. He's not going to have to explain it. We're going to know exactly what moment he was talking about. And it's going to be about that criticism. I can't wait for that. Um, I will. I will take no Jalen Hurts slander. He is playing out of his mind. He is leading that team. He's a leader of men, as we hear coaches say all of the time. Yeah. Um, and he is a huge reason why this team is as successful as he is. The pieces around him have finally come together. And I love that for him. I love that for you, Philly fans. Super happy for y'all. Um, but give that man his flowers and, and, and show him what he is. He is playing at MVP level. I think ultimately in that conversation, it's going to come down to him or Patrick Mahomes. It really is. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And you can go back and forth over who's more impactful to their Mm -hmm. team, Micah Mm -hmm. Parsons to the Cowboys or Hurts to the Eagles. And I think right now, based on record, based on performance and what we've seen, I think Jalen Hurts has been way more impactful to that team. And we see it with that run game every single week. Every single week. We're giving him his flowers. And you know who else we need to give our flowers, our admiration to? That is your papi. We always do preguntas with papi, right? That's a big thing. Your relationship is a big thing with him. And I always love hearing the stories, your interactions with him. He's got something big cooking, something massive that deserves to be celebrated, MJ. Que Dios te bendiga. ¿Cuáles son tus picks? ¿Quién gana esta semana? ¿Cómo es eso? Yeah, this week there's there's no actual preguntas with Papi, not yet. On Saturday we will be talking a lot throughout the Dolphins and Bills game, but it's such a huge week for my dad. I'm so proud of him. He gets to retire today. 
What a career it's been for him. I am so happy for him. He has been working his entire life. He came from uh, being a doctor uh, in the Dominican Republic. And when they immigrated to this country, he he had to abandon all of that. It just wasn't recognized in the U.S. And he literally started from the bottom. Now we hear like he had to work his way all the way back up. He's been working at the hospital where he's for decades now um, in South Florida. And today they get to give him his flowers in retirement. His first his first thing that he's doing and he's flying to LA to spend Christmas with me. He and my mom are coming. Um, obviously, we, as you know, Will, what holidays don't really exist in the football world. We're, we're <laughs> right. in it. There's games yes. on Christmas, even on Christmas, literally. Um, so I can't go anywhere. So they're coming to see me, which like is, is so on so brand great. for my parents, um, especially my dad. So we might have a live Preguntas with Papi <laughs> in a couple of weeks. But I think just the... You know, people ask me all the time, like, what, where do you get your work ethic from? And where do you where do you get that drive to just continue on? And it's 100 percent from my parents, from both my mom and my dad. But um, I, I how long was he in his job for here in the States for over 30 years? Yeah, that's, um, but in Dominican wow. Republic, he was already working. He started off as um, as an OBGYN um, and ended up being a medical examiner um, there as well. And you know, when he came to the U.S., he was literally like cleaning floors. You know what mm. I mean? A band. This is a man with a medical yeah. degree who had a practice. And he did that for myself and for my siblings and for the growth of our family. And, you know, for for a chance at us to build something bigger than what he knew to be true his whole life. Um, so I'm in, indebted to my parents forever. And so I, I could not be happier that... <laughs> It's, it's his retirement day, you know, like now he gets to kick up. He gets to go to as many games as he wants. He gets to come visit me as often as he wants. He's trying to convince my mom to retire, but she's not there yet. She's not having it. Not <laughs> she, yet. Doesn't, she doesn't want to. She loves to go to, the, to work. She likes to kiki with her with her co-workers. You know, she likes her routine. Um, but I think once he makes a couple trips to L.A. or maybe back to Dominican Republic, she's going to have to accelerate that, that plan. She's going to get FOMO. Um, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal for somebody. Massive who came deal. To came to this country in their 30s to literally have to start over again when you have a family to feed um, and to get to a point where you get to retire. Um, he's earned every single bit of that. Um, and I know we have a common thread in that space as well, Will. Um, yeah. Your dad was also a doctor, which is. Yes, awesome. he was. And much like your dad, he was a doctor in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And then when he immigrated to this country, he was an orderly as well. Had to start at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then there was the language barrier. So we had to learn English. Right. And then he had to part. try to take the boards. And the mm -hmm. medical boards were really hard, but especially hard not knowing the language. And there was a time when my mom thought maybe we need to move to a different state where maybe the medical board is easier to pass, but they stuck with it. My dad, after a long time, it took him some years, but finally yeah. passed the board. And then he became the first Latino doctor in the mission wow. district, which is the largest concentration of Latinos there in mm -hmm. San Francisco yep, and my my father was doing house calls at 80 years old and I remember driving <laughs> him around and seeing how he was treated by these elderly women who would 
just give him the business and just be so rude and to the point where they just didn't appreciate him and he just would have this calm way with them. No, mira, señora, todo bien, tranquilo. They the know how that, to talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and The bedside manner. Yes, the bedside manner was everything and he had it and you know what else he had during Christmas was all the gifts. <laughs> Even myself, sure. being the youngest, all these patients would shower them with gifts. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. It was booze, ties, all of it, all sorts of stuff. And to your point about your dad and your mom, and my mom falls in that same category, was coming to this country, learning a new language, the work ethic, sticking with it, not giving up not making excuses and just going for it. And that's yeah. why I admire your dad so much. Reminds me so much of my dad. Yeah. And um, and just with your mom and my mom, so many commonalities that I didn't even realize that about yeah. your dad. So we're learning about each other. Yeah, and we may we not like the Grinch uh, I Christmas swear movie. I you will if you mention the Grinch movie. <laughs> you better leave that movie alone. I but do. But no, it is it is important to share these stories, right? Because they are what binds us. Like it, it was the mm -hmm. same thing for my father, like coming here, not speaking the language at all. When he was practicing medicine in the Dominican Republic, he was working in some of the most impoverished areas where there were very little medical supplies, even space uh, for him to be able to do this. But he did it because he loved it and he wanted to help people who otherwise would not have the resources. So then coming to the U.S. and and experiencing that for himself um, was what I can't imagine the the moment where he realized like, OK, I'm here with my wife, with my daughter. Like, how how do I provide for them? So he, too, just like your dad, had to relearn the language. He never got to the point where he was able to retake the medical boards. So he wasn't able to practice like that again and, and be a practicing doctor again. But, you know, you can't tell me that's not Dr. Acosta, right? Like, oh. that's who he was. That's who my grandpa yes. was as well. Yeah. Um, always. So he has like his lab coat. Now he works on, on the lab side of it and in phlebotomy and his theology. And um, he just loves medicine. Like he still reads medical journals and articles. And he more than that, to the point of, you know, I, I almost like saw my dad reflected in that story of of the older women giving your, your dad gifts. Um, it was about helping people, right? Mm -hmm. Helping our communities specifically. And that goes a really, really long way. So I'm proud of us. This is the legacy that our dad's um, yep. you know, have, have instilled in us. And, and it's a really proud moment for sure. Felicidades a los doctores. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. There's always a few games, a few matchups, actually, that pique our interest. Well, mm -hmm. let's get into Buy Yourself, huh? 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Buy or Selva. Let's start with Titans at Chargers. That's 425 on CBS. The Titans will lose their fourth straight game. Ouch. Buy or Selva on that. This is a hard one because I don't want to bet against Mike Vrabel and his coaching and his staff. So (laughs) I am going to buy that they are going to lose their fourth straight game. Now, I do believe that Derrick Henry is going to get his yards because the Mm -hmm. run defense for the Chargers is porous. I do think, though, a problem area for the Titans is that secondary in particular, those young cornerbacks were smaller in stature. So Mm -hmm. I think that is going to allow guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams to get after it and put up some big numbers. I think that right now they are backsliding big time. And I think the Titans are going to end up losing their fourth straight game. So I'm buying on this MJ. You know what? That's not that dissimilar from from what I saw when I looked at this matchup. I think the Chargers definitely rolling, feeling themselves a healthy Mike Williams, who we'll talk about in a bit, a healthy Keenan Allen. Man, what a difference that has made. All right, let's go to the NFC East. Mm-hmm. They've given us so much to talk about this year. We've got Giants at Commanders under the lights, Sunday night football. By or Selva, the Giants will take control of the wild card race. This one is an easy one for me. I'm going to say Selva on this only because I believe that the commanders are the more talented team. Mm. They have a better roster. They're more physical. They have a great running game. Nice one-two punch there with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I think they've got a guy that we have mentioned before, I think, as a perro macho, and if not, we'll need to at some point in time. Taylor Heineke, I think they are embodying his personality here. And I think for the Giants, the way that they've looked, especially over the last few games, they just have not been able to find their footing. I think finally those injuries have caught up to them. They don't have any weapons to throw to for Daniel Jones. I think the focus is going to be solely solely on Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, over the last four games is averaging over 30 yards a game, and that's not going to cut it. And Mm -hmm. I think that their time is run out here. And I think the defense for Washington is getting after it. That D-line with pain and sweat, that alone should just make you concerned if you're Daniel Jones, if you have a guy like sweat and pain coming after you. So <laughs> I I think that uh, with Heineke there, who's leading the way, by the way, five, one and one as a starter, only huh. J- uh, Jalen Hurts has a higher QB win percentage. And then also consider this from Heineke. Heineke is one of two Washington quarterbacks with a winning record since 2000. So what in, he's in doing, Heine we trust. Yes, in Heine we trust. He's trying to pick up more Jordan ones, and That's, he's earning. Oh my them. god, he's earning them, MJ. I want to know when he's going to wear these again, right? Like he's probably not. Probably just collects them. Big old stack of Jordan ones, just in his hole. You got to have I'd a like whole room for him. I, I would love that. Yeah, Jumpman, if you're listening, 
We'd love some Mahalo. Fuck us up. Um, you, you touched on it just a bit. You said the words perro macho. So let's get into it. Who is it this week, Will? Who's your perro macho? Okay, so uh, my perro macho is Patriots linebacker Josh Uche. I just love saying his name, and I love to watch him play. He's recorded all 10 of his sacks since week eight, which is the most in the NFL in that span. This man deserves to be highlighted. This man deserves attention. Yes. Uche and Matthew Judon, who mm-hmm. is a Perro Macho alumnus, <laughs> they have combined for 24 and a half sacks, the That's most insane. by a teammate duo. And Uche and the Patriots will be playing the Raiders Sunday in Vegas. And I think Derek Carr, watch out because here oh. comes Uche. Here comes judon bearing down on you and that's one thing yeah this patriots defense certainly has been doing their part because the offense has not Mm -hmm. i all all i think uh all i think of now with mac jones is him doing his slow-mo uh uh you know not f-bombs well i guess he's done some slow f-bombs you know me i'm I'm big into the slow-mo f-bombs from aaron Rodgers. they do it every game mac now does it and uh, it's not good you know probably because they're running too many damn screens so i'm right there with them they need to to be creative with their offense don't know if they're ever going to do that but i do know that you've got some perro machos on that other side for the defense. Wait, but we've got a twofer. Mm-hmm. We've got a twofer. More defensive love. Mm-hmm. Who else is a better match this week? Uh, Bengals defensive tackle DJ Reader. And <laughs> I love Reader even more than I did before. Here's why. Reader compared tackling Nick Chubb to wrestling with his three-year-old son. Come now, on. I, I can attest to this because I've tried wrestling my son his head is a weapon. No, this and, is rude. And literally can thump you right in your chest and leave you literally like Mike White after being hit by Milano. Uh, Nick you're Chubb feeling squats like, like 600 pounds. <laughs> this was a diss. <laughs> yes, yes. But consider this, though. DJ Reader's a very big man. He is very something large. like 325, 345 pounds. Yeah of man and he helped to stop chubb and he only had something like 34 yards rushing Mm -hmm. and reader said he thinks he's going to run over me and that's not happening Mm. so imagine direct quote so imagine what he's gonna do to leonard fournette and rashad white this sunday when you see (laughs) dj reader coming through Okay, MJ, so, so far on this podcast, you and I have disagreed about the Grinch Christmas movie. We also have have uh, <laughs> dropped swear words as well. So I, I mean, feel like we're really, you know, we're, like we're really... Soft swear words. Yeah, yeah. We're really a lot of cable. In, though. Uh, th- this is a week where we are just going for it. We are absolutely we un- going for it. We have unraveled at this point. I feel like we have the power, not just any power, Platano power. Platano power. 
One guy who really stood out to me definitely had some tostones maybe before the game. Mm. And look, I'll say this. I may be petty, but I recognize game always. And I give credit where credit is due. And watching Mike Williams in person on Sunday at SoFi Stadium was really cool to see. I mean, I remember interviewing Mike Williams when he first got in the league, when the Chargers drafted him. On Sunday, he put up 116 yards and a tug. That is a big boy. If you guys have mm-hmm. never stood next to Mike Williams, can confirm he's gigantic. Very hard to cover, clearly, 116 yards just off of six receptions. Um, I, when he's healthy, he's unstoppable. He mm-hmm. he truly is. Um, he, he is such a force um, when he can really go out there and be part of that offense, you could see it. It made a huge difference for Justin Herbert as well as soon as he got back into the into the mix of things. Um, so Mike Williams was definitely out there. Um, I like to confiscate his platanos before he <laughs> plays my Dolphins next time. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Make sure I buy them all from the local Ralphs here in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, he balled out and rightfully so. He's, he's man, man, he's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, good thing that he is not in the Dolphins division, that's for sure. Good grief. And, and consider this, given the in, the injuries that the Chargers have suffered, the fact that they're still 7 and 6? Yeah. And they're still chugging along? They should be much better than that as we yeah. know. We yeah. thought they were going to completely take over that that division and that they were going to be a force this year, but I hate to say it, but the Chargers tend to charger. Yeah, charger no, they up. do. I, I, I just I don't want, want it to, to be that way. Them. They're too talented. Yeah, they're way too talented. And I think with Herbert, and I said this last week, get him out on the run. Mm-hmm. Get him out on the run so he can make some throws to Mike Williams because that is just any way to just be a little bit yeah. more inventive and take advantage of his talent. So I think Mike Williams, great call for Platano Power. Now, as we transition in our final moments here at the end of this <laughs> podcast, we have covered a lot here. I'm going to get to Ipunto first, yeah. if I may. And well, we were just talking about the Chargers. Let's talk about the other LA team, in particular, the Rams and oh. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was only with the team for barely a day, learned the playbook, and led a game winning drive. We have seen Jeff Saturday come out of the studio and onto the sideline and then win a game. I know it's against the Raiders, too, so sorry, Raider fans. But (laughs) my point is that with Baker Mayfield, to be able to do that, said something about his spirit, about coming back. We've seen some great comeback stories this year with Jared Goff. Geno Smith, and then now potentially maybe even Baker Mayfield, who's setting himself up for one more contract for another team to play for. Maybe it's the Rams. And who knows? But either way, I'm just going to say, Ipunto, if you are out there, and again, (laughs) I think I said it last week, don't count yourself out. I know Baker Mayfield has been counted out many times. He has not played well. Objectively, has played poorly. But he was able to do what he did, came off the sideline, came off the plane, and was able to lead a game-winning drive. So yeah. that's my ipunto there. 
That's a fair one. That's a good one. You got to get, you got to give people their flowers when it's due. Um, I think my punto is a little bit more obtuse. You know, we mentioned a little earlier in the podcast and week 15, people are, players are certainly feeling run down. Um, It's just that time of the year where, where things are hectic, but for some things are slowing down as well. I would love for everyone to just take a moment. You know, we have a triple header on NFL Network this weekend. What a time if you can take out and just sit with your family, with your loved ones, whatever your family looks like, and take in the game and be present in the moment, um, wrap some gifts, just have some good food, or just be there in silence with one another. But I think being present, um, being available for one another, checking in on one another is so important, especially this time of year. It's not just the physical ailments, right? As we talk about the players sort of getting worn down, but but all of us yeah. need to check in on one another. And what a great way to do so if you're a football fan and you're listening to this, you got a full Saturday of NFL football. Yes. I think it's great. It's a gift to us all, but the gift of time is the bigger gift there. So enjoy your loved ones. Listen to the podcast with your friends and family too. Yeah. En familia, as we yeah. like to say. So um, it, it's it's a beautiful time, but it can also be a tough time to some folks. So remember to reach out to people um, and just check in on one another. Continue to check out the podcast. Well, we will be back next week with another episode, God willing. Um, rate, subscribe, review the pod. We so appreciate all of your support um, here on El Huddle. Will, mm-hmm. I still got to buy Christmas gifts. I've I've bought two. Two. Was one of them um, for me? Maybe. But, you know, we gotta, I got to get on it. Hey, hey, you know what, though, hermana? So I'm uh, a medium in some shir- some shirts, just to let you know. <laughs> got you. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, shoe size, I'll let you know as well. Um, uh, I'm a size, a trip to Hawaii, if everybody, if anybody's wondering. Oh. After, after, after February. <laughs> hermana, as always, love this. Have a great rest of the week. Can't wait till next yes. week. Adios, nos vemos. Bye. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you